0: Number three of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, and we are here three hours each and every Sunday. We talk about the news of the week and often the events of our bizarre lives. As a matter of fact, in uh, later on in this hour number three of this particular John and Leah show, I will be discussing with Leah the worst episode of my life. Uh, ever of uh, customer disservice. Uh, There was no service involved. It was so bad, in fact, that the police were called uh, to my house (laughs) because I was not able to watch the Masters Golf Tournament on television because my cable company switched this week, and they are a bunch of completely incompetent (laughs) All right, uh, we'll get to that uh, later on in this hour. But there's a couple of stories I want to get to first, including uh, Leah. W- without a doubt, in my mind, the the story that it is most inexplicable to me so far in 2016 that it has not gotten more media attention. I'm referring to the fact that the former Speaker of the House, a guy oh. who a guy who less than 10 years ago was. Number three in line to the presidency, just behind the mm-hmm. vice president, mm-hmm. Dennis Hastert yep. um, is apparently, apparently um, some form of a pedophile and um, has c- committed numerous federal uh, money laundering uh, violations in an attempt to cover that up. Tell us, yeah. uh, since the media hasn't really been reporting it widely, what's going on here?
1: Okay, so yes, Dennis Hastert is accused of molesting boys. So federal prosecutors have provided details of the alleged abuse saying that when he worked as a high school wrestling coach decades ago, he molested at least four boys as young as 14. Hastert now is 74, and because of the statutes of limitation, he can't be charged with those crimes. However... He pleaded guilty last October to illegally structuring bank withdrawals to pay one of his victims in order to hide the abuse. Now, his sentencing date is set for April 27th. However, he suffered a stroke in November while awaiting sentencing. In fact, his defense team says it's more than that. His defense team now claiming he's barely alive. They're saying that he nearly died Uh, After he was hospitalized for sepsis, he's in a wheelchair, he needs 24-hour care. If he is convicted, it's possible that he will receive between zero and six months in custody. He has already pleaded guilty, so I'm sorry, uh, the conviction thing, that doesn't matter. His sentencing, he will or could get between zero and six months in custody.
0: Now, there's so many different aspects to this story. Uh, I could probably talk about it for the rest of the show, if not beyond that, but I won't. But I, I just want to go through a couple of bullet points here. Um, number one, do you agree with me, Leah, that it's very odd that this has not gotten much media attention, especially since Hastert was a Republican, right? You would think right. that this is a story that the media would be all over. Am I right? Of course.
1: Right? Of course. So what's In going fact, on? In fact, I didn't even know about it till you told me. Really? <laughs> So yes. what?
0: What? What? What do you think's going on here?
1: I really don't know. Um, maybe do you think it's because he can't? The statute of limitations is gone, but I don't think the media would care about that.
0: I, there's the only things that come to my mind with regard to why the media is not focusing on this is that one in their minds Hastert is old news, uh, and now I realize he's old news. But he was he was a speaker of the freaking House of Representatives. Huge, huge. Uh, And by the way, by the way, I haven't heard anybody mention this, but do you remember that 2006 election where Republicans got their heads handed to them and Bush said we got thumped and Rumsfeld got fired the next day? Do you remember what the big issue was two weeks, the last two weeks of that campaign? Do you remember what that was? No. It was Republican Congressman Mark Foley who was gay sending right. sending inappropriate emails to male interns and pages now yes. you don't tell you don't mean to tell me I mean I'm not you're saying this I'm using it as a phrase obviously Dennis Hastert could not have been more compromised in handling the Mark Foley situation if, if he had tried to have been so that's right I mean here's a guy who who has this in his background to what degree we don't know and his lawyers have effectively, if you read their statement, have, he's essentially acknowledged the sex abuse. That he did it. Right. Sure. I mean, so so you, you've got a situation here where in 2006, the whole world is collapsing around the Republican effort to maintain the House and the Senate. Or get the Senate back, I guess. I can't remember remember. But it was an off-year election, and this is all the media is talking about. And Hastert's the Speaker of the House. Yes. So obviously his ability to deal with Foley was compromised tremendously, uh, and obviously. Now, there's another couple of elements of this story that, that bother me, that have nothing to do with child sex abuse, which obviously would bother anybody. But how this came to to be known is both fascinating and very troubling. It is. It's because Hastert, in order to try, apparently, to cover this up by paying one of his his abuse victims and by the way one of the more bizarre aspects of this is he was speaker of the house and no one tried to blackmail him. No, they right. Only, that's they, what's very odd. Incredibly off the charts odd. So he's Speaker of the House and no one's trying to blackmail him. It's only after he's retired that suddenly he's going to pay this guy $3.5 million. That's strange and a big red flag to me that something might be it's weird. It's Right. Something's a miss. <laughs> but, but, but let's pretend that it's not a miss for a second. Here's the, the, okay. the disturbing part. The reason why he started getting investigated, Hastert, was because he withdrew more than $10,000 in cash at one time, which most people don't even know is illegal unless you go through certain... Um, bureaucratic, um, you know, loopholes or, or not, you know, you have to dot all the i's and cross all the t's. You have to register it, and you know, you're just you're not allowed. As absurd as it sounds, you're technically not allowed to withdraw that kind of money in cash. That's uh, why you go nine 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 nine. Right. Well, it's a frankly, it's a libertarian, <laughs> that bothers me. That that we're you know we're now living in a world where the government can go after you for taking your own money out of your own bank account. Uh, and, and by the way, what happened? in the case of a of a bank collapse. I mean, because that's what Hastert told them when he, when he was questioned by authorities. Why are you taking this kind of cash out? He says, "Well, I don't trust the banking system," which is right. a little odd for a former Speaker of the House to say. Well, um, no. And but okay, so this happens, and that's that's upsetting enough to my sensibilities from a libertarian perspective. But then here it gets weirder again. So apparently, and we don't have all the details, but I'm, I'm relying on what's been reported, apparently, Hastert, once they go to him and say, you know, there, there's this investigation of his money, uh, for lack of a term, laundering, he tells them he's being extorted, okay, he, by by this kid. And then it's not true that he didn't abuse this now, obviously, much more of an adult, you know, older adult because this happened, as you said, decades ago. Well, they actually started to record conversations between Hastert and this apparent alleged victim. Oh, and guess what happens in the process? <laughs> in the process of that, where where they're allegedly trying to investigate the victim, quote unquote, for extortion, they come to believe he's a real victim. Yes. And, And that Hastert was the guy who was actually not being extorted, but he was the one that was trying to pay off blackmail. Now, right. now, the whole issue of blackmail versus extortion, to me, I've always found odd. Uh, it's almost like it's more illegal if you have more leverage, which I, I've never quite understood. How does that work? What exactly is extortion, and what's just simple negotiation? Um, I mean, it seems like when you really have somebody by the balls, it's extortion. Um, but that's another issue for another day. So, so we have this weird... Very, you agree, very weird set of circumstances. It we're, is really bizarre. Okay, and so so Hastert eff- effectively convicts himself of the, and again, he's not being charged because of the statute of limitations, but he effectively convicts himself of the child molestation and the public perception because he's the one that says, I'm being extorted, investigate this guy. Um, and so, all right, and so we, we're going to take a break because- We need to get into more detail of the other very strange elements of this Dennis Hatcher story and then get to other some some other uh, situations I want to talk about in this hour. But we'll do that later uh, when we come back on the John and Leah show. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using my pillow. You may have seen my pillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, my pillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love my pillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one My Pillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And I want to finish up this remarkable story that the media has largely ignored, so much so that Leah Brandon didn't even know about it, involving former Speaker of the House Dennis Hastert effectively confessing, although he'll never be charged because of the statute of limitations, to being, for lack of a better term, although it's not technically true, people think of it as a pedophile. It sounds more like He's in a Um, that these were high school boys and maybe by right. the-, the youngest was 14 again by the way Leah my only shred of a theory as to why the news media is not all over this other than the fact that they just see this as old news and even though he's a Republican they don't care. For whatever bizarre reason, of course, that didn't that didn't help Jerry Sandusky. He was old news, too. Um, And I'll get to the obvious correlation in the cases in a moment because I've been embroiled in that case far too much for the last four plus years. But my only semblance of a theory is that because these boys were in high school at the time, in the minds of the media, that might be a little too close to gay sex. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> that that in other words, you, do you see where I'm, I'm not? I'm not asking you to agree, but do you see where I'm going? Where at a certain age, this becomes it goes in the media's mind. It goes from being completely outrageous to, eh, well, you know, just kind of happens. Yeah, uh, the,
1: the, the, I don't know. I mean, don't you remember the toe tapper or the wide stance? I mean, if it's a Republican, yeah, and that's it's, a fair point.
0: That's a fair and point with
1: a guy. No, I just think there are too many other things going on. All
0: right, well, all right. Anyway, so here's the deal. The the story is so strange. It's very odd to me that he, he never got extorted until after he retires from the speaker of the house. It's amazing to me that with this in his background, if it's true and and his lawyers seem to acknowledge that it is, uh, how in the world do you go from small town hero high school wrestling coach to speaker of the house with that in your background? How does that work? It's a, it's insane. And then you, you're, you're, you know, you're just behind the president and the vice president to being potentially the leader of the free world. You're third in line. Um, And so none of this, when things don't make sense, I get very uh, agitated and and nervous. I have no reason to disbelieve the story because how do you explain $3.5 million in payoff money? Which gets me to the Sandusky case. And, you know, if you want to know... A little bit about all i've done in that on that case and the penn state quote unquote scandal which never actually happened go to my website framingpaterno.com. it's figurative not literal it's not a conspiracy theory in fact it's the only theory on this entire case that makes any sense at all uh, and it's not a conspiracy theory but never ever ever in that entire case is there any allegation of sandowski paying off anybody and, and, and we have a remarkably similar situation. Both were retired at the time of the allegations. So, why did Dennis Hastert try to pay off $3.5 million? And why did Jerry go, I don't know, uh, nothing really here. I don't know, I'm an idiot. Is it possible that this
1: Dennis Hastert thing has been going on for all these years? Like
0: There's no when indication he was speaker? of it. Okay, all right. There's no indication of it. Now, is uh, it. I would think that at this point we would know that. I there, I, I can't make the whole story make sense. I, the, the whole because are we to believe that he only did this when he was a high school wrestling coach and then it stopped? No way, no way. Uh, that seems that <laughs> seems hard to believe too. But why are we not hearing more from the accusers? There's something that's just not right about the story. But it's another proof that there was no scandal at Penn State. And check out that Framing Paterno website if you uh, are interested. More news when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And we turn from one story that involved extortion, which may have been morally justified in the Dennis Hastert case, and turn now to another form of extortion going on in the state of North Carolina, where um, the state basically passed what seems like a very basic law And now all hell is breaking loose. Leah, give us some of the details on that.
1: Yeah, well, you're exactly right. It's economic extortion that's going on right now in North Carolina. Because the law was passed that protects women from sharing the bathroom with men, there is a backlash of threats from companies like Google, Pepsi, other major corporations. Some states even are stopping flights to North Carolina because of it. They claim that the law is discriminating against transgendered people who call themselves female. Now, even the White House has weighed in on this. Bruce Springsteen has canceled his concert there. And you can expect to see more and more and more of this coming. And expect to see more states give in because of the economic pressure. Now, I also have a statement that I would like to make. (laughs) This is an official Leah Brandon statement? (laughs) This is a statement uh, concerning this law, and here it is. Oh, wow. This law is dangerous for women. It's dangerous for young girls. The the,
0: the, the law is or, or the reaction to the law?
1: Well, this law... Uh, that has been passed that protects women okay. is good, but but the reaction to this and what's going to come because Zig, this is going to be the exception and not the rule. It's going to start spreading nationwide that women are going to have to share the bathroom with anyone who calls themselves female. Now, so, go ahead. Okay, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for young girls. It's dangerous. How in the world we got here with this LGBT thing and the transgendered using women's restrooms? I don't know, but the left is creating—this is a war on women with this uh, idea that they should be allowed to use the women's restroom. Now, I hope to God nothing happens to the women who end up being subjected to this crap because it's coming— uh, but if I am a defense attorney, this is a disaster waiting to happen, and I would be suing Google, Pepsi, Bruce Springsteen. I'd be suing them all because you know it's coming, and it's not going to be long. And I wouldn't doubt that North Carolina will end up caving.
0: All right, you said a couple interesting things there. And one the most compelling thing you said was it's obvious that those who are on your side are not doing a good job – of of marketing this you're exactly right this should be the the women's Protection Act instead right. instead it gets portrayed in the very highly biased news media as an anti LBGT law which, huh. which in, in every article I read about this whether it was the Bruce Spring, Springsteen Banning you know of North Carolina or right. New York banning of travel to North Carolina, they right. always just refer to—it's exact same thing that happens, by the way, whenever a public figure makes a freedom. racist statement. Whenever a public figure makes a racist statement that's not really racist, here's what they do— the news media will say a racist statement made by you know Paula Correct. Dean or whoever, Correct. and they won't tell you what, what was they said. Uh-huh. After the first day of the story, they never tell you what was said. Mm-mm. And and if they did, and invariably, by the way, when I see that, I go, oh, so it wasn't really racist. You're <laughs> not telling us what they said. Well, it's the same way with this law. By them saying this discriminatory, anti-LBGT law, right. I go, well, wait a minute. What does the law say? Wait, the law simply means that if you have male genitalia, you're not allowed in a female bathroom. That yes. sounds perfectly plausible and, and, and logical to me. That's not discriminatory. And by the way, that's nothing new. They make it sound as if somehow this is new <laughs> that I after, know. after, you know, millions of years of evolution that was suddenly now we're differentiating between male genitalia and female genitalia. When it comes to who can use what bathroom, uh, So to me, it's a it's a media issue. It's a perception issue. Uh, It shows how politically correct we are, how stupid we are. And I think what you're implying there, by the way, is what's going to happen when invariably a female is attacked sexually in a bathroom because of this new phenomenon of we're allowing men into female bathrooms. Is that where you're going with that?
1: Correct, and it already has happened. There wasn't a sexual assault, but we just did a story uh, a couple of weeks ago about a guy who went into the ladies' locker room. I think it was in New Mexico or someplace like that, and the guy just uh, he drops trowel. He's sitting there completely naked watching these other women. Someone went and reported it, and the, the uh, manager said, there's nothing we can do. It's the law.
0: Well, you know, it's been said many times in many ways, but it's so true that the definition of when we have reached a an, an, an very insane place is when people who have a rational point of view are thought of as being nuts. And, we, and we're now at a point where if you think that it's inappropriate and wrong for somebody with male genitalia to use the female bathroom – you're the bad guy now in today's society. You're, well, because you want the transgendered person to get beat up going in the men's room. Like that. When when has that ever happened? By the way. Thank you. Know, you. Wait, wait, could you Thank please you. cite for me? Cite for me when that has happened. I mean, Thank I mean, you. Maybe it's happened at some point in the distant past, but I've never heard of that in any recent times. And nor do I ever think it was something that was a real major problem. Uh, so I mean, we're now reaching the point where. When you aren't traditional, and I'm not saying that's even conservative, just traditional, just by means of accepting our traditions, our most basic traditions, men are men and women are women. If you accept that, you are now a bad person, you are a discriminator, and we are going to extort you unless you change your laws to agree oh, no. with our position that males who call themselves female ought to be able to use the same bathroom as women no matter how many people are made uncomfortable or how many bad situations are created. It doesn't matter. It's, it's it's upside down. We're living in Alice in Wonderland. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Uh, up is down. Down is up. Uh, and that's where we are in this. Um, all right, I want to leave enough time uh, for my story of uh, customer <laughs> disservice for the last segment. But let me just say that. You know, I referenced earlier that there was a tragedy involving a former NFL football player today named Will Smith, which got a lot of people on Twitter really upset because they thought the actor, Will Smith, had been killed, uh, and as if somehow this is less tragic because it's just a former NFL football player of some note, um, a very good player for the New Orleans Saints. Long story short, it has been reported widely, because the news media jumps on whatever the first narrative is, that he was killed in New Orleans last night in a, in a... Issue of road rage. And as soon as I saw this story and the facts started to become clear, none of that made sense. Uh, The most basic fact apparently is that the guy who did the shooting is the one who hit the guy with his car. In other words, who in a road mm-hmm. rage situation, shoots the guy that you hit. You would think it would be the opposite, right? it's some, So that the guy who got hit might, happens to have a gun in his car. He goes ballistic, and he shoots the guy who hit him. That's not what happened. The opposite occurred here, and we're learning a lot more about... Uh, who this guy was he's a former big-time high school football player uh, he does security for the new orleans saints he apparently had he apparently had dinner last night with a guy who was accused or not not the, the the guy who did the shooting but the guy who was killed this will smith uh former football player had dinner with a police officer who was accused of killing the guy who shot him's father uh i'm sorry um this is not a road rage situation uh, and the media ought to know better. And I think I'll be vindicated on that. Uh, although, because it's black on black crime, the news media is also going to sweep this under the rug. And let's move that's on. Cause, right. Because there's nothing to see here. Let's, it's just, this is not a story that's really good for us. So uh, let's not really delve too deeply into it because it might make people uncomfortable. Uh, but I did want to at least mention that. All right. When we come back, the worst case of customer disservice that I've ever <laughs> experienced. It was so bad the police got called to my house. I'll explain on the John Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the final segment of this edition of the john and leah show my name is john ziggler she's leah brandon our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com where tomorrow morning you can catch the podcast for all of this program and you can go there right now and catch the podcast for each of the last uh, eight or nine months of the john and don't leah go show. yet don't go yet yeah, don't go yet. Why is that? Still got ten more minutes. Oh, that's true. Good point. Thank you. <laughs> and hopefully it'll be an entertaining um, eight or nine minutes because um, this is the part of the show where we generally tell a personal story, and this one's a doozy. Uh, we watch a lot of television in the Ziegler household. My wife loves television, and she doesn't really. Do too. And she doesn't really like dealing with me, so uh, she's exhausted <laughs> at the end of the day. So she watches a lot of television. We also have a three-year-old, almost four-year-old daughter. She watches a lot of television, and I, you know, will watch occasionally uh, sporting events, whatever. This was a big week for me sporting event-wise, especially since the Masters was on for the last four days. Well, as fate would have it, our cable company, Verizon, where we got our Internet and our cable television, uh, transitioned to a company called Frontier Communications, Never heard of them. Yeah, well, I wish I'd never heard of them either. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently this was happening all over Florida, Texas. And- what if Bush had done it dot com? <laughs> and um, and I started to play. Has there ever been a situation like it occurred at our house? So, um Slowly but surely, we start losing our normal services. Like, for instance, we lost our on demand, which my wife was incensed about. And she called, she called and she apparently spent at least three and a half hours on the phone talking to these morons and customer service and got nowhere. And she got off the phone with me and she says, these are the dumbest people I've ever dealt with. I've never had a situation with more cluelessness was on the other line and i'm someone who can't stand customer service to begin with who can really but but i mean i i have i am particularly bad with customer service because i can't stand idiots and i really can't stand a situation where people are not accountable see that's the issue that's why customer service is so bad customer service is so bad one because everyone's cutting back because business you know know, the business models are broken and the margins are tight so they cut back and they don't have enough people, they don't have enough qualified people, they don't pay them enough, they outsource it. And those people who are doing the customer service on the phone have no accountability because you don't even know their name. Most of the time they're not even in, in the United States. Correct. They, they don't even hardly speak your language. Right. They don't. They get no benefit for helping you. They are not graded on whether or not they helped you or not. And there's no way to complain about them. The only thing keeping them in line is human decency. And human decency doesn't do it anymore because human decency doesn't exist. Basic Correct. morals don't matter. Lying, corruption, if you can get away with it, people will do it, especially if they're only getting paid minimum wage. Yes. So so that's why That's the basic reason why customer service sucks. So um, as it turns out, we, we schedule someone to finally, after all this time my wife spends on the phone, to come out and try to fix... Uh, are on demand. Well, when we realize we've also now lost our internet, now that starts to be a big deal. So we don't we don't have the on demand. We don't have the internet. Uh, so we're now only able to access the internet on our phones. Uh, and then you know it's usually a crappy connection anyway because you're not using your own Wi-Fi. So on Saturday, in the middle of the Masters, is the only time that they can come to to allegedly fix this. Now normally, when the tech comes out to your house. They have a clue in my experience, because then, by the way, there's some accountability because there's a person actually there. You know who they are. You know, their name. You know, there's some sort of human connection as opposed to on the phone. So at first I'm giving they can see your angst. Right. And at first I'm giving this guy all the benefit of the doubt. And I even let him. He says, I'm going to go try to fix it. Your your TV may go off temporarily. And I'm like, "Okay," even though it's the third round of the Masters. I can deal with it. Just please fix the problem. I can you know just fix the problem, please. Three hours go by. Oh no. And and periodically my wife would go check on him. He never checks back in. We lose television. We realize he's on hold to get back to his headquarters for three hours. Hours we saw it on his phone. Three hours they are so overloaded, and this guy was oh, so man. clueless because they got so bombarded with customer service calls because of the transition from Verizon to Frontier. He's oh. he's sitting in 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 front of our house in his van for three hours while I'm trying to watch the Masters on a crappy little phone connection on one inch by one inch screen on my iPhone, and I'm <laughs> I'm ready to flip and lose it. So I go out and i try to get an update and again i'm at first i'm rather polite and he start and and he's reading a book he's getting paid to, read a, to read a book outside my house and i can't even watch the damn masters while i'm paying an enormous amount of money on a monthly basis to this this cable company so um at, so my patience has run out and um and, and he's he's not indicating i said well can't you did something to turn my tv off can't you undo it and he basically says, no, I don't know how to do it. Well, how do you mean? Oh, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know? That's your job. That's your job. That's why you're here. <laughs> no, I need to call into headquarters. They're going to help me out. What do you, but you can't get through. There's not a special number. You got to stay on hold like or anybody else for three hours. By the way, there's not, it's not even like... They, they're telling him, you know, we'll pick you up in ten minutes, five minutes. It's just music. He's listening to music for three hours. As far as I knew, like
1: anybody else would.
0: Not only but anyone else would. Leah, in my mind, there's a good chance that there's no one ever even gonna pick up the phone. That it's like right. on some line that no one's even paying attention to, which, which <laughs> logically has to be the case if he's on <laughs> hold for three hours. So now I'm ready to lose it, and I and I I just des- I decide. At first, I thought I had a good idea. You know, <laughs> screw the masters. Um, it's not that exciting anyway. My phone connection stinks. Uh, watching it on the phone. So if he's going to be uncomfortable, or if I'm going to be uncomfortable, he's going to be uncomfortable.
1: Good so, idea.
0: So I decide to stand right outside his door of his van, fold my arms, and just look at him. <laughs> Because if he's going to read his book, he's not going to be comfortable because I'm going to sit there and stare at him. As
1: opposed to going to a sports bar. But
0: go ahead. Well, but that wasn't that easy because if I leave, there was no one at home at that point. So, all right, you're you're, you're complicating. (laughs) Go ahead. All right. So, anyway – um, I may have had a rather menacing look on my face, That's and, he, and uh, he got very intimidated very quickly. In fact, far more quickly than I anticipated. I was anticipating I'd have to do this for at least 15 minutes before I got a reaction. It was more like a minute. And so he, so he starts to get out of his car, and he starts to pack up. Like, he's going to leave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? He says, I'm, you know, and I don't even know if he told me he was leaving, but he's, you know, he gets the cones uh, out in front of the van. He gets his stuff. He's putting it back. And I'm like, this, I am not letting you leave. And so he had opened his door. He had left the, the, the driver's seat. So I got into the van and sit into his seat. Cause I'm, Because <laughs> so I'm, think, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking. There's no, no way. No way. He
1: can't leave he if can't, I'm in the seat. He can't
0: leave if I'm in the seat. So at that point, <laughs> at, the, at that point, he calls, I guess he calls both his supervisors, which by the way, he's suddenly able to get through to somebody miraculously. Oh, imagine that. Immediately able to get through to somebody and he calls the police um, And and there's. There's three police cars in front of our house, like, instantaneously. What was most amazing was there were also several people from the Frontier Communications Company. So I was so thrilled to finally figure out what it took to get these people to show up. should have so, done it two hours ago. So long story short, the sheriff's deputies, who were very nice and very professional, they, you know, asked me, who, you know, what happened. I tell them. They ask me who I am. I said, who do I work for? I say free speech broadcasting, which, which is interesting because – once once they finished questioning me, I went to go towards the frontier people and the, the sheriff's like, where are you going? Where are you going? I said, sheriff, you cannot tell me where I can go or not go on my own property. And the guy actually says, I knew that free speech thing was going to come into play here. <laughs> so, 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 so finally, they decide they're not going to press charges against me. And I'm like, Why? And I, I'm literally screaming at the other side of the street where these frontier people are I said I want you to charge me please charge me with something so everyone <laughs> will know what freaking morons these people from frontier communications are I and the I mean, the sheriff's deputies were like, this guy wants us to charge him with something. (laughs) And I sincerely did. I wanted, I said, please, can't you find something to charge me with? Please. Because if you don't charge me, no one's going to care about this. So. um, No charge. No charge. Needless to say, um, when they scheduled, (laughs) they scheduled the appointment for today and the final Uh round of the Masters to fix the cable, nobody showed up. I, really? I, nobody, Gosh, I'm shocked. Nobody showed up. So I missed the entire Masters. Uh, we're getting rid of Frontier. And if you have Frontier, you should too. And if you own stock in Frontier, you need to sell it or sell it short because it's the worst company in the history of man. Greg TV. All right. Um, Till next week, everybody. Have a great week. My name's John Ziegler. She's Leah Brandon, <laughs> freespeechbroadcasting.com for podcasts.